Welcome to Vedic Talks. My name is Victoria Raven Hindman, and this podcast is here to support you in daily life using the beautiful ancient wisdom of Ayurveda to support us for a deeper unfolding within our consciousness and to walk our path more supported, happily, wholeheartedly. Thank you for listening. So when we get into the world of Ayurveda and herbs, we can start feeling a bit overwhelmed with what should we take. So I thought maybe it's nice just to share what I've been um, playing with, with herbs over these years and what really works for me. Um, For me, some of the main herbs that I've well, not worked with, but that have supported me for um, for many years. One of the main herbs is our good friend ashwagandha. And ashwagandha is um, this beautiful grounding herb that is um, very, I'd say, one of the the best ways for myself, of course, I'm speaking, of grounding the vata dosha. When there's too much uh, busyness in the mind, when there's anything with the nervous system of feeling a little bit ungrounded, feeling a little bit anxious, um, and also physically to when feeling a bit depleted and physically and mentally tired or exhausted from just having been doing too much um but especially on the field of too busy in the mind of having to carry too much in the the daily life stuff of being in quote unquote civilized society aka stress where we have so much going on and so there's a difference with when we're busy physically so say that we're on a vacation and we're doing a lot of hiking or a lot of uh, movement of walking in nature then the body feels still it might be uh, going to bed feeling tired or exhausted from physical work if you've worked in the field of uh, the landscape all day or been going for long walks so then I wouldn't necessarily take the ashwagandha it's more about when you've been very busy from too much of uh, life stuff going on that you're having to um, carry. So for mental strength and calmness, uh, ashwagandha is just amazing how much strength uh, it gives and therefore also emotional support. It's like uh, it gives base to our foundation of the mind because the nervous system being the channel of uh, our our communication of the senses, but also of our mind. When this nervous system is uh, a bit frail and wound up, then we can f- experience that as feeling ungrounded and feeling uh, a little anxious. So, uh, and also if you just are very sensitive to um, to energy and for example if you've been doing uh, lots of 
pranayamas and yoga asanas and uh, energy is starting to move. And this is also something that's good to keep in mind that when we're doing daily daily kriyas, or which are certain cleansing techniques of the physical body and techniques for strengthening the nervous system, and we're doing pranayamas of using the breath in different ways to um, both strengthen the nervous system, clear out physical and mental ama, which is the, the toxins of the system, of physical body, but also mental ama, mental junk that is uh, taking up valuable space of of our mind. Um, when we are having these uh, movements in our daily life, it seems maybe that every day we're just doing these these exercises, these pranayamas, these kriyas, these mantras, if we're using mantra, sound therapy for removing obstacles, we can forget when we do this on a daily basis that that we're building up energy, we're building something up, let's say that momentum is building. And all these these beautiful practices are there to awaken also deep, deep energy and you could see it's like we are we are mining uh, to to awaken very deep rooted um, extra reservoir of energy that we carry with us at the root chakra and we're clearing the obstacles along the channels physical the, the shrotamsi and the rivers the channels of the body and the mental and energetic so we're clearing th- things out which is um releasing old traumas which are all these obstacles in the energetic body in the physical body in this uh it's like we have all these rivers and channels and we have then the uh old samskaras the old patterns of the mind the old uh traumas that we carry in the body just like dr lad my teacher would say uh, our issues lie in our tissues meaning we carry all our emotional baggage literally physically in the body and uh, it's like it first builds up in in the emotional body in the energetic body but if it stays it starts to create an obstacle a block and then it's like rocks that are lying in an irrigation system of a of a field so the flow of the water the flow of the energy our field being our body starts to be diverted so the energy can't flow its natural intelligence flow because there are still emotional things that we've we're holding that are blocking the flow and when we are doing pranayamas and uh, yoga asanas and mantras all these practices to release obstacles it can seem sometimes like you're doing something for days and days or maybe years and that things are shifting a little bit but you can also just all of a sudden have a a major shift where something it's like a fruit that is ripening on a tree and it might seem like nothing is really happening and then one day suddenly it drops off the tree so it seems like it's all of a sudden yet actually it has been building momentum so where I'm going with this is that when we're doing forms of moving energy in the body, then it's very supportive to take ashwagandha to 
be the, um, let's say, the anchor for this energy movement. So that when there are big shifts of energy, some people call it the Kundalini energy, or the Shakti energy, the all this, the, the different words for um, shifts and transformations of energy, when we when that does happen, which it will, and we don't know when, it's just, uh, that's the beauty of it, for us to do a practice wholeheartedly and humbly without expectation or without a uh, intense desire and, and greediness, but we just do our, our effort to clean our field of the mind and the physical body, then at some moment there will be a big shift, a big release or, or some energy shifting, which sometimes can look a bit like uh, not for everyone, but it can look sometimes a bit like someone's having like epileptic attacks. Or there can be sh- shaking, there can be trembling, there can be these body convulsions because the nervous system is like the electrical system. <clears throat> so it's like there is this this blast of energy moving through the body. So ashwagandha is one of the herbs that I find so great to ground the energy so that the prana, the energy, can do its beautiful dance, its beautiful re- resetting of, of our system um, without us feeling overwhelmed by it. Because when we start to shift in our consciousness, if we're not stable and grounded in it, then our mind can go into fear, all the... the, the um, emotions that are connected to vata dosha when out of balance. Vata dosha being the, the ether and air elements of our physical body. So having um, an herb to anchor the energy is like giving yourself this uh, this beautiful safety net so that you when things w- when you're flying in the sky of consciousness that there is a safety net that can hold you it's like having this experience of still being a safe container for all this energy so this is why uh the ashwagandha has been an amazing amazing support to me for well i think i started taking it when i first got into ayurveda um I, I guess a little over 20 years ago, and it's just been the most amazing anchor for me. Um, and so you can take, or I take it uh, in in the morning with some warm water, either half a teaspoon, I take three times a day in powder form off the teaspoon, and swish it down with some warm water, or with capsules taking two in the morning. Uh, and if it's a particularly... Uh, busy time and it's autumn so September October November just when I'm feeling of uh, needing a little bit extra support then I'll take it twice a day two capsules and it's been yeah the the real uh, um, yeah my best friend really for for all these years and sometimes maybe take a break from it when you feel you don't need it and then you can start again and another one that um that I like very much is uh, it's a formula, it's a mixture called Hingavasta which is H-I-N-G-V-A-S-T-H-A it's a blend of uh, seeds and, and herbs Hing is one of them Hing is uh, also called um, uh, 
Oh, what is the word? Asafutida. It's a very strong, strong uh, spice for supporting bloating, uh, any of this bloating, gassiness, or indigestion. So this is a really great one for if the Agni, or digestive fire, feels a little bit low, and we've had a meal that was maybe a little too heavy, and we feel a little bit bloated after, then this is a great, um, a great formula to take, that you take two capsules um, with the meal. And this is, uh, yeah, just a nice one to always have with you, a little, a little jar or a little pill box with you so that you, when you're, if you're out having lunch or dinner, that you can take this. So you take two of these with your meal. And this is wonderful for both the bloating and gassiness, but it's also a very good one if there's any kind of, um, uh, parasite. And parasite or, or worms, which is called krumi, K-R-U-M-I, Krumi, Krumi, as Dr. Ladd says. Uh, parasites are something so common that m- many people don't know about. And so the Hengavasa is very good for strengthening your Agni, because when the digestive fire, the Agni, is strong, it burns any any invaders, which is like the parasites. So parasites can come in through through eating food that was prepared by by someone who didn't wash their hands after the toilet or by uh, if you have salad that hasn't been washed well uh, from your kids uh, because kids are always touching everything that's uh, that brings all kinds of germs if you have pets then often there will be uh, parasites as well so we want to strengthen the digestive fire. So the, the hing, hingavasta is great for that. And if there is uh, worms or parasites, then I find it's good to take the hingavasta with your meals. And you take an herb called vidanga, which is V-I-D-A-N-G-A. And vidanga is an herb especially for parasites that is very powerful in, in removing it. It's, um, you would take two two capsules three times a day if it's a very uh if it's very stubborn because parasites can be very stubborn buggers because they lodge into they can lodge into the colon wall and it's like if you imagine a wall that is kind of soft with layers and then you've scraped a little hole in the wall so there's like a pocket and then the the parasite can live there for a long time and be yeah living off your energy living off your food in the colon so it's like sucking your your energy which is why when people have a parasite they often feel very exhausted very foggy in their mind uh, lots of gurgling sounds in their stomach um, cravings for sweet all the time so this is a good one if you find that you are often craving sweets uh, another one is if you have an itchy itchy bum that your the anus is itchy which is a way that you could tell with kids if they're scratching their their butt all the time the, their bum hole and also with picking their nose or itching your nose if if you, you're often having an itchy nose this is one of the ways that you can tell uh, about parasites 
You can also look on the tongue, and if there are these raw patches on the tongue or kind of squiggly lines in the back of the tongue, um, there are different forms of parasites. There's giardia, there's, there's all different kinds, and they will have a different shape on the tongue. But these are ways that you can tell also with your kids if they have squig squiggly lines in the back of the tongue or these, these raw-looking patches on the tongue. And then that this is how you can tell they have worms, or you might see it if you have kids in their poop, that you it looks like they have undigested basmati rice in their poop, and they haven't eaten basmati rice, or maybe like sesame seeds. These are the, the eggs of the, the worms. Really gross to think about and talk about, but hey, it is part of life, so it's better to know it so that you can catch it. So for kids, you can give them, I've always had this Vedanga for my kids as well, and the moment that they uh, they have it, I give them uh, half a teaspoon of the Vedanga with... Um, Oh no, sorry, for a half a teaspoon of honey, and I mix it with about a quarter teaspoon of uh, the Vedanga, and you stir it to make it into a paste, and then they take it off the spoon and rinse it down with some uh, warm water. And this one is uh, for kids, they probably only need it for one or two days because it's it works so strongly and kids can can shift so quickly. If it's more stubborn, then they might need it for a few more days. So for for older kids, when they're over 12, then you can give them half a teaspoon but of the Vidanga. But if they're, on, I'd say, under, mm, under 10, then give them like a quarter teaspoon. Uh, but this works magically. And uh, again, it's something that is so common. So this is uh, good to always have in your in your kitchen, the Vidanga. Then another really great one is uh, also for, for kids, especially girls, and for women, is if there's bladder infection, very common thing with, with young girls, or maybe for yourself if you're a female body and it's become your, your weak spot over the years, is aloe vera juice. So aloe vera juice I always have in my fridge. Also for 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 example, my son who likes to have spicy foods and uh, and uh, sour foods, so his pitta increases. So when he's had <clears throat> too much sour or spicy, then uh, he takes a shot of the aloe vera juice. So that's a really great one for for helping a tummy ache, but also for girls with bladder infection. And then you give them, depending on how old they are, but you give them a, about... Um, uh, like a shot of aloe vera juice three times a day. And you can add a little bit of elderberry f uh, syrup or some kind of a lemonade syrup, a natural lemonade syrup to it to give it or mix it with a bit of apple juice to make it more tasty. Although they do grow to like the taste and enjoy the taste without the syrup over time. But in the beginning when they're still smaller, like five years old or so, then you want to mix it with some syrup. Um, but this works amazing for bladder infection. Also for women, for, for adults, you would then take um, about a small cup of aloe vera juice three times a day. And also um, drinking cumin, coriander, and fennel tea. The cumin seeds, coriander seeds, and fennel seeds. Um, these, uh, this tea in equal proportions, this is a fantastic tea for both bladder infection to strengthen the bladder, to strengthen the kidneys. So if you 
get up in the middle of the night to pee, and you haven't really had all that much to drink before going to bed, then that shows that you, uh, it's good to strengthen the kidneys, the kidney strength and the bladder strength some more, the whole urinary system. So drinking this cumin, coriander, fennel tea will help to strengthen this whole system. And then you'll find within, um, not so much time, you'll find that then you can sleep through the night without needing to get up, uh, to pee. Then another thing I do every day, if I have any black tea or if I have coffee, then I put a pinch of cardamom powder in my coffee, and that helps to take away some of the uh, acidity. So that's something, uh, that's a nice, uh, nice little tip to put, put some cardamom powder in a very small little jar so you have it in, a, in your purse with you. And, I like to take trifala at bedtime to keep the colon clean. Um, also, so if there's any parasites, trifala is good to take at bedtime to, to keep cleaning out the colon so that you can keep pooping out any garbage in, uh, that needs to leave the body. So I like to take that to, I either do capsules or half a teaspoon of the powder at bedtime in some uh, warm water. And Another very powerful one is if in the summertime, if the fire goes too high, the pitta, and there's just, you can feel that there's too much heat in the system, or maybe in the skin, you can tell that the skin is a little bit inflamed, then neem, the herb neem, N-E-E-M, is a very great um, herb for cleaning any excess heat from the system, both in the skin, um, and in the in the blood, if there's too much heat or, or stickiness, it is a very powerful herb and a very cold herb. So you need to be careful to not take it for too long, depending on your own constitution of how much heat you have. Um, but I've seen also with friends who had uh, skin inflammation um, or rashes or eczema, any of these kind of things, then the combination of uh, turmeric and neem um, works magically. And then you take those capsules with uh, aloe vera juice. And let's see what else, what else? There's so many wonderful herbs. Um, I like the herb shatavari as well. Shatavari is an herb for the female system. Um, and I take this not for a long time every day, just uh, sometimes for a couple of weeks when feeling the female system could use a little bit support. Also, it helps with balancing the female uh, emotions that can become a roller coaster when, uh, if the hormones are a little bit out of balance. So with PMS, feeling any, any kind of, uh, when the mind becomes more dramatic, usually that's uh, connected with, with the female system, especially if it's things like irritability and quickly to to get angry then the shatavari is really nice and that's also a very nice one to take together with aloe vera juice um, and I like taking aloe vera capsules for uh, just feeling when the the pitta is a little bit high and these are the more you get to know thyself in the form of the body that you have as your vehicle you start to feel 
what you need and when you need it. Another nice little trick is if you're not sure about which herb, that you hold the herb, the jar of herbs. You hold it up against the area of your solar plexus and you just notice when holding it up against you if your body sways a little bit forward or if it sways back <clears throat> or if it just stays neutral. This is a good way of seeing that the, bo the body will naturally be drawn to it. <clears throat> so if it goes forward, that means the body would like to have it. If it moves back, that means it doesn't want it, so don't take it. And if it's neutral, then it's like it won't harm you and it also you don't necessarily need it. So this is uh, a really nice, simple way of, uh, of checking in of, of what you need. Um, then one last one is Brahmi. And Brahmi is, it's, it's one that my body f gets a bit spacey with, but funny enough, it's actually meant to make you more concentrated. So I do use it for my son. I give him Brahmi and Ashwagandha. And that's if there's more of a Vata Pitta combination. And when kids are, uh, very, very busy in their mind, then Brahmi helps with concentration and cooling the mind, and the ashwagandha also helps with grounding. So this is a really uh, beautiful one to, to give to teenagers, um, especially uh, boys, to have to bring some grounding um, for their system. So I hope this is helpful. If you'd like to know some more, there's there's so many more beautiful herbs but these are some of the basic ones that are my uh, my toolkit that I always have with me so I hope you enjoy it and uh, that you can become friends with these herbs as you get to know their personality their characteristic I'd suggest start with one herb at a time so that you can really hang <coughs> hang out with it and get to know it and uh, that these these beautiful herbs become like wonderful friends that come and support you so that you can feel uh, feel uh, the, the happy, joyful, grounded, strong, healthy, just to feel awesome in our daily life, which really is our, our God-given right. And we sometimes forget how good we can feel. So I hope you enjoy this. Thank you for listening.